Welcome to Newsmax Daily for Thursday, October 12th, 2023, National Farmers Day in the USA. However, many countries around the world also have their own days of highlighting and honoring farmers throughout the year as well, because without the farmers, where would civilization be, right? By the way, I did not win the Powerball either. Again, zilch. Today is also National Pulled Pork Day, and what better day than a day ending with a Y to celebrate? Having lived in North Carolina two different times in my life, I'm all about the pulled pork. I also lived in Texas, and I don't mind the brisket, but you can't go wrong with some pulled pork. Shout out to the pig farmers, and a shout out to those of you, some of whom I know personally, listening to the podcast in the Tar Heel State. Well, we may have a new Speaker of the House. We'll get to that in uh, a little bit. But first, the war in the Middle East continues to top the headlines. More than 2,500 people, 2,500 many women and children have been killed and many brutally murdered at that in five days of fighting as Israel prepares for a possible ground operation now in Gaza. You heard a lot of talk about that yesterday. This all as Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu again vows to crush and destroy Hamas. Secretary of State Antony Blinken met with Netanyahu in Israel this morning. Tragically, the number of innocent lives claimed by Hamas's heinous attacks continues to rise. Among those, we now know that at least 25 American citizens were killed. In this moment, where evil, hatred, and madness have once more taken so many innocent lives, we must stand together, resolve to confront what is worst among humanity with what is best. As anticipated, unfortunately, the death toll not only rising across the board, but the death toll of Americans rising as well. And right now, as you listen, Palestinians are lined up outside grocery stores in Gaza, desperately trying to get food and water. Neighboring Egypt is now in talks with Israel and the United States to allow for the delivery of food, gas, and humanitarian aid through its Rafah crossing point. Part of the challenge for Israel in efforts to not kill civilians is that members of Hamas are not necessarily wearing a military uniform, or in many cases, any kind of uniform. They're terrorists, right? They're not soldiers. It's not always easy to identify the enemy, and Gaza is so dense and heavily populated, it's difficult to take out the intended target. Greta Van Susteren spoke with Israel Defense Forces spokesperson, Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Conricus. In terms of the Gaza Strip, um, you know, all indications is, I mean, we've, I've listened to the prime minister and, uh, you know, that he's going to go in and quote, you know, and, and take care of Hamas. Um, the, as I understand, Israel has alerted people, the Palestinians, you know, to get out, you know, because, you know, there, there is going to be uh, some sort of, that Israel is going in. Are Palestinians getting out of the Gaza? Are they heeding that warning? And can they get out, can they get out through the uh, Egyptian uh, access point? Yeah, the uh, gate at Rafah has become a uh, topic that has uh, focused a lot of attention over the last few days. Uh, The uh, situation in Gaza is indeed complex. Uh, We are targeting Hamas. We are striking their military facilities quite hard all over the Gaza Strip. 
we are trying not to strike the civilians and uh, not to hit anything that isn't related to military activity. Aware of the humanitarian situation in Gaza, it is not an easy place to live in, even without fighting ongoing between us and a terrorist organization. And uh, I am aware of uh, perhaps discussions, and I think that uh, Secretary Blinken was asked about it, and I know that way above my pay grade, there are discussions and talks about how and by which ways to alleviate the humanitarian situation in Gaza. Uh, currently, we are, there's, it, it's a very low tempo of striking, and uh, it is not similar to uh, yesterday and um, early morning today. So uh, the situation is a bit different now. It is nighttime in Israel, as you stated out, and uh, there's not a lot of aerial activity. Uh, we are collecting intelligence, trying to hunt down Hamas commanders using different sources of intelligence. Hopefully we will be able to find as many as possible of these Hamas commanders and strike them from the air uh, and uh, deliver another blow to, uh, to Hamas. But that continues as, uh, as we're speaking. Well, we have only 30 seconds left. Um, are, you know, are, are people able to get in and recover the bodies and give them the dignity in death, or is it still so dangerous to go in and try to recover the bodies? You're referring to Israeli bodies? Israeli bodies, yes. Yes. Uh, yes, we have uh, reestablished control over the south, and there is a massive operation uh, of uh, coroners in Israel. They are called Zaka. That's the organization who are going in and taking the bodies and uh, bringing them back for a respectful bur uh, burial uh, by their loved ones. That is ongoing and it is an excruciatingly sad process. I just, a friend of mine came back in tears from seeing the amount of body bags, big and small, uh, being pulled out of these uh, formerly beautiful communities along the Gaza border. And that is the harsh, gruesome reality of what ignited the war. Lieutenant Colonel Jonathan Conricus of the IDF on the record with Greta Van Susteren. Secretary of State Blinken mentioned the number of Americans killed, but what about the hostages? If you know anything, you know every minute is critical. Aside from the at least 25 Americans brutally killed in Israel, an unknown number of Americans are still being held hostage by Hamas. Newsmax host Carl Higby. Understandably, though, a lot of people are talking about this war, whose side we're taking, what's happening. But here's my primary concern, getting American hostages back. That should be the center focus for every American asset right now. I come on here every night as an anchor and give you the news. But be before all that, for nine years, I kicked in thousands of doors and I called in a lot of airstrikes in countries that hate us. So I'm going to tell you what it's going to take to get our people back. A month ago, Biden sent a message to the world that each hostage is worth about a billion dollars. That's what the global takeaway was from his recent prisoner exchange with Iran. That's not lost on Hamas either. So those hostages are multipurpose, though. Hamas militants know that if they have hostages, Israel, and especially America, will be less likely to take out whole city blocks until we can confirm where our people are. And this is where our intel community comes in. You can have all the SEALs, Delta, planes, bombs, carriers, or whatever you want, but until you know where to direct those resources, it's useless. Like I, I have friends that I've served with that are now in this community that I've spoken to. They're really good at what they do. But the only thing we're better at is killing bad guys, breaking their stuff, and getting our people back. 
Hamas just lit a fire they can't put out. These fanatic savages say they're going to die for their, their ideology. Well, consider your invitation accepted. You know I generally don't have a lot of good things to say about the Biden administration, but I think they're at least making the right move to start here. Activating SOCOM, our SEALs, Delta guys, to go get our people? I think that's the right move. But let me tell you how this is going to play out in real life, because it's not a video game. You have heavily armed opposition, barricaded, obviously, with the same weapons we do, thanks to Biden leaving them in Afghanistan, by the way. The odds are about 10 to 1 against anyone going up against that. But our guys, we train 18 hours a day, seven days a week, 11 months out of the year to beat those odds. We're going to blow your door through the back of your house with enough C4 to make Wiley Coyote jealous. We can secure an entire house in a matter of seconds, and most of these savages won't even get a shot off. This is what happens when you allow my fraternity to do our job. And these cowards think they're going to ambush on, the, on us on the way out? Let me introduce you to enough close air support to register on the Richter scale. That's our strength not diversity. That is why we are back-to-back -back world war champions. When you unleash the dogs of war, we will get the job done. If Biden gives the green light to this, our people are coming home. That's former Navy SEAL and host of Frontline Carl Higby calling on Washington. There may be collateral damage, and I don't want to see these waffle politicians turning on the very people that they just sent into harm's way to go get our people. If our troops need to drop a building to stop some incoming fire, I want that soft-handed, fancy-suit politician to hand them a medal, not a court-martial from some armchair analyst quarterback. Analysts write papers on stuff they read about, about stuff that I did, so you better listen to me on this one. Because some of the people you might send are my friends. This happened to me. They sent me in to get a guy that killed thousands, some of which were Americans. And they court-martialed us for war crimes when we did for capturing a terrorist who hung and burned American contractors. The same people who have our citizens, in, have our, had our people in Iraq, have these people now. That's who we're going to get. And I'm talking to you in D.C. You better check that bleeding heart at the door, especially you Democrats. This war, though, it's not bound for distant shores. Our borders have been wide open for the last three years. We airlifted tens of thousands of people out of Afghanistan that were brought here. Many of them, we have no idea who they were. New York has now elevated its threat level. And the leader of Hamas just called for a global day of jihad this Friday. So how about this? How about you come meet me and my people face to face? Not from your bunker, on your anonymous YouTube channel. You want to conduct your jihad here in my backyard? Who do you think you're talking to? We're Americans. We don't live in fear. We have risen to every challenge over the last 250 years. Our president may be a houseplant, but do not underestimate the reality that we own half the world's firearms, many of which are in the hands of over 20 million plus able-bodied veterans that wouldn't hesitate to drop someone for trying to harm our families. I don't know about you, but man, I had to watch that segment a few times. I loved every second of that carl catch carl higby in frontline five o'clock eastern on newsmax and yes the leader of hamas is calling for a global day of jihad tomorrow friday cities across the country now on high alert so be vigilant wherever you are and if we know who the leader of Hamas is, let's take him out first. You may have heard Carl talk about this before, but one of the people that he served in Iraq with is Florida governor and GOP presidential candidate.
candidate Ron DeSantis, who made an appearance on Rob Schmidt tonight. Right. Nobody has fought harder against the far left ideology than Florida governor and presidential candidate Ron DeSantis. And sir, I want to thank you so much for coming back on tonight. Um, I I can't believe that we're watching Westerners side with militant terrorists over Israel. And it certainly means that a lot has changed since 9-11. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I mean, I think you hit a lot of that on the head. There's these demonstrations in, like, New York City where they're cheering Hamas, knowing that Hamas has decapitated babies. They're executing elderly people, raping women. Uh, This is obviously an atrocious terrorist attack, but I think that they uh, scrape the bottom of the barrel of human depravity on this. And to take to the streets and celebrate that, uh, there's a sickness in our society here. When you have Harvard students signing these letters, praising Hamas, and I just wonder, it's like, why are you even in this country uh, if that's your your belief on some of that stuff? So uh, I can tell you here in Florida, we've already taken action. We're expanding uh, Iran uh, financial sanctions. My view is, is the more money that goes into that country, that regime takes it. They're not going to help their own people. They're going to send it to Hamas and Hezbollah and foment jihad throughout the Middle East. So we got to do our part uh, to shut off the spigot as much as we can. But we announced that down in South Florida and in one of our synagogues. And, you know, people, uh, the emotions are very raw because they have friends, they have family uh, that are missing, that were killed. And so this has had an enormous impact uh, on Florida and throughout our country. And it's almost like they're just pouring salt in the wounds by going out there and celebrating the atrocities. It's, it is, it's, it's, such a, it's such a scary moment we're in right now when, when you start to realize that we're surrounded in this country by people that have an ideology like this. They're all over the place. Ronnie D on Rob Schmidt tonight and his take on how the Biden administration is responding. Final question, Biden is making his support for Israel very explicitly clear over the last couple of days. I'm sure you've seen his speeches. He's overwhelmingly in support of Israel. And I wonder if, that, if there's any guilt in that, that he, he knows that he helped to fund this attack, that he's created the atmosphere that was, that was ripe for an attack like this. No question. They emboldened the Iranian regime. They relaxed yeah. sanctions. They did $6 billion, which, yes, that $6 billion wasn't used, but it frees up other money for Iran to use. Uh, if he really wants to do something, take the $6 billion back. Uh, put put sanctions on, uh, tighten the sanctions on uh, Iranian oil sales. Stop the money that's flowing into the regime. That would be a really strong statement. I also think he came out a little stronger after the weekend. He was missing in action this weekend. Mm-hmm. He slept in. They didn't even wake him up when our top ally in the region is under a massive terrorist attack. And then he called the lid at 11 a.m. on Monday when we had reports. At that time, it was nine Americans. You know, we now know it's over 20 Americans, and we know Americans very very well may have been held hostage at the time, and yet he was nowhere to be found. So it's just a lack of leadership. And my fear with this is, is he's saying the right things, like we're going to stand with Israel. But you know his left flank is going to get very upset yep. as time goes on. And I think his commitment is going to probably start to wilt. So we've got to hold his feet to the fire uh, to make sure that the United States is standing with Israel uh, while they defend their, their existence. Florida Governor and GOP presidential candidate Ron DeSantis on last night's edition of Rob Schmidt Tonight. Speaking of the president, his son Hunter may have gotten some good news 
news yesterday in his felony weapons case, which we'll get to in a moment, but his father, President Joe Biden, got some bad news, courtesy of a Rasmussen poll that shows more than half of American voters said they will vote for Donald Trump in the 2024 election. This including 30% of Democrats, regardless of who he's running against and who his running mate is, again, according to Rasmussen. They surveyed 1,032 likely voters between October 2nd and 4th with a margin of error of 3%. You could see all of the numbers, all of the demographic breakdown at Newsmax.com. This, of course, following the Washington Post-ABC News poll that showed Trump winning as well. John Tobacco, host of the Wise Guys Weekend Show on Newsmax, spoke with voters in Joe Biden's home state of Delaware. What are your thoughts on this poll? They're calling it an outlier, but I feel like it's on the money. I think the Washington Post is trying to get back to the truth, uh, trying to weigh back into the game uh, without just always emphasizing how great Biden is. This is starting to bring the truth to the uh, to the public. And 10 percent, I think, is probably a, a small number because uh, Trump is very popular. If you get away from the metropolitan areas and I do a lot of traveling that you see the, the heartland of America, it's it's Trump all the way. I think that's amazing. I believe it completely. The, Trump has a lot of support here across the country in Delaware. We're ready for someone to fight for us, the people. So I, I support that 100 percent. I'm very hopeful for 2024. We need him back. We were in such great shape when he was our president, and it took less than a year for this guy to destroy our country, and he continues to do it. I honestly believe the only person who can get us back on track and make us strong again in every possible level is Donald J. Trump. I'm sure he's going to be our president again, and I'm looking forward to the opportunity of him cleaning up things that he's the only person that can do that. Voters in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware, and as for Hunter Biden, the judge in his felony gun case in Delaware, signed off yesterday on the prosecution's request to drop the gun charge against him for breaking federal gun laws while abusing drugs and lying on the application for the gun. The prosecution that asked the judge to drop the charge that was originally, that's the one he was originally going to plead guilty to, is the same prosecution that the whistleblower said was protected protecting Hunter Biden. All of this happening quietly yesterday while all of the media and the whole world is entrenched in the Israel war. More on the Speaker of the House and what's happening in Washington coming up, but first a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. With all the news that's happening around the world, last night was one of those nights that I couldn't help myself from staying up later than I should have. I couldn't pull myself away from the news, and not only that, but when I'm watching the news on TV or surfing the web, I'm generally snacking, which I did last night. Two things I know I shouldn't be doing, and I do it anyway. And I know that you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm sure there are things you do that you know you shouldn't be doing or you really don't want to do, but you just can't help yourself from doing it. If you're trying to make a change, need to make a change, or maybe need some help, doing it. Maybe you're thinking about therapy. Maybe you're not thinking about therapy, but I encourage you to check out BetterHelp. They have helped more than 4 million people. That's right. 
More than 4 million people. BetterHelp is entirely online, which makes it super convenient. You fill out a little questionnaire, and BetterHelp matches you with a licensed therapist. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Newsmax. Get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Newsmax. Again, BetterHelp.com slash Newsmax. In Washington today, President Biden is meeting with some of the nation's top CEOs to discuss the economy and Bidenomics. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre is also holding another press briefing this afternoon. And on Capitol Hill, the House opens action to elect Representative Steve Scalise as the Speaker of the House. Jim Jordan, who is also being considered for the position, favored by some as they work to replace Kevin McCarthy, offered to give Scalise a nominating speech and a show of support during yesterday's vote. Jordan himself is saying that he plans to vote for Scalise, encouraging his colleagues to do the same and get this wrapped up quickly. More from Rob Finnerty on Wake Up America. After a closed-door vote, 113 to 99, House Republicans have nominated Louisiana Congressman Steve Scalise to be the next Speaker of the House. It's going to take 217 votes to win the gavel, meaning Republicans can only lose four votes. And joining us now is one of the eight Republicans who voted to remove Kevin McCarthy as Speaker last week, Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett. Sir, thanks for joining us. So in your statement, you say you hope your colleagues will rally around Steve and quickly start serving your constituents. I think everybody is looking for that. But now... Now you're in recess. How come the decision was made to go into recess? Why not just keep going and, and try and get the speaker in place? Well, I'd hope we would do that, but it, it, the reality was logistics weren't there. A lot of folks weren't here. We had several Democrats that were out, and actually we have Republicans. <coughs> One is actually in Israel right now, so we've um, we're trying to get everybody there, and and I think it gives Steve a chance to make sure he's got his votes counted, and so it was. Uh, I, I honestly, I thought we should have just stayed there and hashed it out the closed door. We had food, we had drinks and a restroom. That's about all you need. Um, you know, it, it, Israel's won wars faster than it, than, than we've, uh, elected speakers. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think that house Republicans are fortunate just in the sense that this could have been, look, this was going to be an opportunity for Democrats and the rest of the media to take shots at Republicans over the last week. Tragically, we saw what happened in Israel on Saturday. But now they need our help and, and they can't get it until we have a Speaker of the House. I, I just don't understand why a recess would be. Let me ask it like this. Do we have any idea when the vote's going to happen? How about that? I think it's going to happen today. But but the reality is what's going on in Israel. You know, we sent our largest aircraft carrier, probably the largest one in the world, the Gerald R. Ford. Um, that has incredible capabilities uh, there, offensive and defensive, and in the air and in the water, of course. And uh, they get they're on um you know they get an auto check basically about three point four billion dollars a year from the U.S. And the president has freed up additional funds, and as a lot of people know, they have incredible stockpiles that we have helped replenish over the years. So Israel is going to be fine. I think the last thing they want is United States involvement in this because they're going to, as I've stated many times, they're going to move with Old Testament judgment, I believe, in, in Gaza. 
That's Tennessee Congressman Tim Burchett on this morning's edition of Wake Up America. Keep up with all of the fast-moving news cycle on Newsmax, which is available on most major cable systems and most streaming platforms like Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, Pluto, Zumo, and others. And at Newsmax.com, you can stay up to date with the latest breaking news as well. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you, as always, for listening to Newsmax Daily. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. And just like that, it's Friday Eve once again. And keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.